The shell. The shell. The shell. The shell. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Do you understand how strong a human can become in a life or death situation? Like for real though. I already know the technique I'm gonna use. If I had a knife, I know I know the exact technique Chris, I'll use to gut your this jugular is, is getting gutted. Listen to this by some sharp Listen ass to this. Tape. Listen to this, brother. Listen Broadcasting to this. live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton. Here's Jim Rutledge. Tell him. Chris Orr thinks he can take on a wolf. All of a sudden, I see it. Give you a little peek behind the curtain. I just see it on our show sheet that it's like, kill a wolf. I don't know what that means, but apparently it's something you said on the Great Dane Huddle the other day with Brad Nortman and Alex Strofe. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. I'm Molly Brown alongside Chris Orr. Mm. You cannot take on a wolf. Are you kidding me? What is with you thinking you can defeat like these... Is it called an apex predator? Like, are you uh, kidding wolf's me? Wolf's not an wolf's apex not predator. I don't know what apex means. It's a mean. pack predator. Exactly. A- apex predator is like the ca- top of the animal kingdom. Yeah. Can kill anything else. Oh. Humans Humans are technically an apex We're predator. A- <sighs> Come okay. on, man. Come I, on, man. I, exactly. I'm so. making Chris's point for him a little you, too you much really right are. now. You really are. They're but no, no, no. Predators. You just said they're a pack. So that means when it comes to attack you, it's got six of its brothers nah, right behind nah, it. No, no, no. We talking about one-on-one. Me versus one wolf. Mano y mano. Mano y mano. He <laughs> at the hole. Listen, when <laughs> I tell people this, when, when this conversation comes up, everybody just assumes I'm saying I'm going to come through this unscathed. I'm going to walk away fine. <laughs> I might very well die after <laughs> I kill this wolf. Oh, so you'll die after it dies. I, that thing is going to die before me. That's like in you college. You play to win the game. Exactly. <laughs> that thing is no. going to die before me. No, you're screwed if you Rear see a naked wolf. choke? What? A rear naked, a rear naked choke? choke on this wolf? How's, gonna, how's that wolf going to get me off his back? Can we get Joe Rogan to break down this fight for That's us? What, hey, we should. Right, we should. Break down Maybe the fight, you can judge my technique. <laughs> rear naked choke, though, what? on a wolf? <laughs> what is a rear naked choke? Man, when you get, when you, when you're behind somebody, right, and you're just choking somebody out from behind. That's a rear naked Oh, yeah. Choke. It sounds like an yeah. effort. Like That's a, all it is. <laughs> everyday Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. It's some like everyone just common knowledge, right? <laughs> but, like. I'm just saying, bro. They're pack predators. He's not going to know. He or she, I don't care who it is. <laughs> it's not going to know. It's not going to know how to attack me one-on-one. It's a wolf. <laughs> they don't like this. That's why they're pack predators. Their strength comes in numbers, not one-on-one. <laughs> one-on-one, I'm telling you, one-on-one with a wolf. We're not talking about a bear. We're talking about a wolf. And, yes, I know wolves aren't the size of dogs. They're way bigger than dogs. Yes, I know all of this. But at the same time, I'll gladly sacrifice one limb to choke that wolf out. <laughs> what are you sacrificing a limb for? I'm like, just saying. like what's the, what's that ideal scenario for you to be fighting a wolf? I don't know. Maybe like you just maybe. walking down the street, werewolves of London. Like what are we talking about? Right <laughs> now? Of me, me and me and the family go camping or something. Okay, there's a wolf out there. <laughs> and I'm the last line of defense between that wolf and my family. I'm killing that wolf. Let me ask. I'm killing that wolf. Let me ask quickly. Jim Rutledge off camping this week with his family. You think if a wolf attacked them, you think Jim would be able to take down a wolf mano y mano? He's been training at Carbon World. He's got that carbon. Yeah, I was about to say. That's semi glutide, you know? That's semi Keep keep his glutes tight. Yeah. Once that wolf sees those tight glutes, they don't, he'll know to turn around. He'll know this is not the man to mess with. Bro, I'm telling this you. This is not who I want I'm to mess with. I'm telling you, one-on-one with a wolf, 
I like my chance. I'm not saying that about every animal. You've said it about a crocodile and slash alligator. Uh, no, crocodile? No, 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 no. I said I'd rather I'd rather <laughs> be surrounded by crocodiles than bears. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, I feel like both are losing situations. Both are bad. Both yeah. are bad. But if I'm picking one, I'm picking a crocodile. Wait, can we power rank the animals that you think that you could take? Oh, okay, for sure. Are we gonna go wolf at one? Uh, I don't know. Do you want to start at the bottom? The one? No, no, no. Let's start at the top. The ones you think that you can uh, take on. The ones I think all I can the way take down on. to the ones that nope, you're screwed. Okay, I think I can take on a wolf. Uh, I think I can take on a hyena. Whoa, 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 whoa! One whoa. on Those one. Those things are nasty we're saying, animals. But we're saying one on one. Do I got a hunting knife? Do I got a knife? I have a weapon. Do they have a knife? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they have teeth. Yes, they they have a row of yes, teeth that do. are nice. You do too. You have teeth. Okay, All fine. Right. You can have a knife. I can have a knife. Okay, I got a knife. Oh, oh I love oh, my chances now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking down a wolf. I'm taking down a hyena. Uh, African wild dog, one-on-one. Definitely killing that. African wild dog? Isn't that a hyena? Nah. nah oh, nah, my nah, gosh. Nah. I'm not, you're just hey. going to create like these random animals, no. and I'm just going to start Googling. No, African <laughs> wild dog is a real animal. Hey, they have a very high success rate when hunting. I love me... African wild dogs. Higher than lions. That's a hyena. No, 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 no. African, African what wild dogs? Yeah, their, their passing efficiency is just like top tier. Their hunting, apparently, their hunting efficiency is ten out of ten. It's all a pro. Lion, it's all, a, pro level. all pro. <laughs> a lion is three out of ten. They're okay. ten out of ten. What, do you, what okay. do you mean hunting? What did you call it? Like, uh, I don't know, proficiency. Like <laughs> how, often they, profici- how often they take down their prey? Yeah, 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 essentially, yeah. outside yeah. of, t- they're, out of they're almost a hundred. They have the highest rate. So wouldn't they be lower on your list? Nah, because they're pack animals. We're talking one on one. This is mano y mano. The pack. There's a leader of the pack, my friend. I'm taking down the leader. I'm taking down the alpha wolf, right. alpha dog. So alpha you're hyena. you're taking down three animals that are very closely related to dogs. Yeah, I'm taking them down. I I could probably take down a horse. No, what? If I can get on that horse's back with a knife? <laughs> Come on now. That horse is gone. That horse is gone. Okay, um, so you've got, let's reset the list. Yeah, let's reset. Number one, wolf. wolf. Number two, hyena. Yep. Number three, African wild dog. Yep. Number four, horse. horse. Donkey. Horse. Everything in that family. Anything with hooves. Anything with hooves. Oh, no. Nah, maybe. I'm, I don't think I can take down a bull or a cow. Oh, okay. At least. One on one. All right. At least. I I don't know. That's gonna just. That's gonna be tough. I just think that's gonna be tough. Right. Uh, man, I think all the prey animals I'm taking down, like wildebeest, I'll take that down. I guess that counts as the hoof family. <laughs> the hoof family. I don't know. I got to think of more predators that I could take down. I'm not taking down a lion or tiger, no, or a bear. I know I'm not taking those down. Koala bear, panda Koala. bear. <laughs> Panda no, bear, a panda bear? bear would mess you up. Panda panda I think big. they have claws. Pandas are legit bears. Pandas are big. I know they're legit bears. But they're not but like... But they're clumsy as well. <laughs> they're clumsy as well. I You're going to knock them off his feet. I got to move enough. Push them around. Get them to roll. Like, uh, a, like a guard who's off balance. Yeah, just yeah. Knock, exactly. Knock right. exactly. I want to say trying to pull through the hole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. What else? Let me think of something in the water I could take down. Yeah, give me a water animal. <sighs> With a knife? Sure. Oh, I don't know if we're so allowed to say funny. this. The question, the question with the water then becomes, do I have scuba gear? Or is this just me plopped out into the Atlantic? <laughs> you, you have to have, hold your breath while just fighting. Just swimming around? 
You have thought this through like so many times. There's a lot of yes, I actually have. I actually have. Almost every scenario I think about how what do I need to do if something goes left? How am I gonna get out of this? <laughs> Chris just walks through life just thinking about how he, how, how am I gonna get out of this if something doesn't go right. Okay. Petting zoo. You gotta think about those <laughs> petting things. Petting zoo. You gotta think about those things. You take the kids to petting zoo. What happens to that alpaca start? Do you know getting I, a little get a little crazy? You know, to go had, line? you know, like those things. This was literally like a week ago. Ooh. Do you know, like when you go to those parks and then there's like the deer enclosures and it's mm. really sad and the deer are like yeah. just not healthy, all that, right? Yeah. But like you can feed them. Mm. So we were walking, just looking. We're like, oh look at there's like a doe, there's a baby, and then we're like, oh the the buck is in the back. So uh. let me go around the back. Uh. And then all of a sudden, the like buck and then like a mom one comes kind of walking towards us like towards the fence Uh-oh. and then i'm like oh my gosh there's something on the outside of the fence like over behind the back oh wow and then like i was like holy cow there's a deer from the enclosure outside of the enclosure Broke and i was out. just like nope i ran away because i was like i'm not about to get attacked by that's a deer i don't know if situation. they attack that's but the exact situation i'm talking about i didn't have a knife and i probably would have died if it would have came towards me but nah, you just gotta grab that buck by horns <laughs> but it wasn't a buck it was a baby one that was on the outside it was a baby one the, the oh, take, and i certainly would not oh, grab I mean, the buck on, by the horns come on that's what i'm saying you can take down that baby <laughs> That baby could barely walk. You might have things? rabies. That's true. It wasn't a baby baby. It was That's just like, true. it was like the mom's baby, I should say. Yeah. Okay, so what's the animal that you think that you can't take down? Can't? Number one on the list. Number one? Bear. What kind of Grizzly bear? Grizzly bear. Brown bear. Polar bear. I, hey, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> the people going to make it seem like I'm crazy. Black bear? Two knives? No. I might, I might, I might get that. I might get that handle. I might two knives. I might. He's dying before me. How big are your knives? Like are they the size of swords? Oh, like, these do you, are like little like, machetes. No. Oh yeah. Oh, Mach- yeah. Wait, little machetes? I don't even think that that exists. Like a, uh, like a little bit smaller than a machete. Big enough to where this is gonna do damage. It's gonna tear through that blubber, <laughs> and you're actually gonna feel this, but not too big to where I had to wield it like a sword. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Does can make we sense? can we like put on our iron jaw question? I was gonna question? say we have to make this how, into some kind of. Bullshit. How do we phrase <laughs> it? Can Chris or take down a wolf one on one? Yes wolf? or no? Wait, which animal can Chris or take down? A wolf or yeah, a wolf, wolf? A horse? Horse has to be on there. Wolf, horse, wolf. or it, like, not a grizzly? Because he said he can't. No, I, I can't get a grizzly. Hyena? Do we want to put a hyena? We'll put on a hyena on there. Hyena, yeah. Did you ever pick a, a water animal? We got to put a water animal oh, in yeah. this pool. I don't think I'm surviving just in the water. I think the water's going to get me. You can have scuba gear. Can. Okay, I got scuba gear. The home field <laughs> advantage right. of you the water animal. You have an oxygen animal. tank. <sighs> I'm trying to think of the animal. Definitely not a killer shark? whale. Nah, I'm not taking a shark now. Blue whale? Those are pretty slow. No, nah, I'm not taking a blue whale. Those seem now. very fun. How about, okay, Maybe I was about to say a dolphin. A dolphin. I get a dolphin. <laughs> No. I might better get a dolphin. That was dolphin's, like, dolphin's aggressive, man. And a killer whale is just a giant dolphin. No, it's not. Promise. Well, if that's the case, then that's scary because you literally just said that you couldn't take down a killer whale. Yeah, but they they way bigger than a dolphin. Way bigger than a dolphin. Yeah. And they're smart. They're super smart. Super so are smart. dolphins. That's why they get trained that's true. to do tricks. That's true. 
But but uh, Orca is smart in the sense to where it has like real hunting techniques. It's gonna know exactly how to take me down. It's seen this movie before. I'm not messing with the Orca. I know that you uh, love Jim Irsay of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, <laughs> I know you love his dealings with uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, no. Did you see what his plan is for an orca whale? Yeah, he's transporting the orca, isn't he? Yeah. For 20 for, mil? Yeah. Man, he could have gave, yeah, gave that 20 mil to JT, man. Could have gave that to JT, man. Two for 20, 18 <laughs> mil, man, guaranteed. That's a, all you had to do. In a cargo plane, he's putting a killer whale. I mean, for what? Well, we we need to, you know, we need to do as a human race. We need to lead the animals along. <laughs> That's what we really need to do. He's bringing it back to its family. Did you see that? Uh, somewhere there's like orcas attacking boats now. That is a big story, right? Yeah. I believe. I think they said something like the orca, like maybe somebody captured a baby. And they remember it now, so now they just, like, attack boats. Oh, that's really sad. Like, any boats that they see. Or, like, the boat hurt the orca, something like that. Interesting. So it's taught all the other orcas that it was close to how to attack the boats. So Ryan and Jim didn't believe me the last time that I brought this up. Um, what? Yeah. Uh, did you, have you heard about cocaine sharks? What? I'm not kidding. I believe I, it. I did not believe you. I just not heard of this before. And now that I've heard about it, but I'm obsessed. It. <laughs> I cocaine it. sharks. It's it's there's something like I'll find the article, but there's something with they believe that like drugs that are being transported mm-hmm. in the water have mm-hmm. been like falling into the water, I think, mm-hmm. and then sharks have been getting it. So therefore sharks have now been attacking humans more mm. and like coming up to closer the to the Yeah. They're addicted. They're trying to get some coke. Surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly, it makes them hungrier and not hung, not not hungry. Just like yeah. the, uh, just like cocaine bear. Yeah, exactly. But sharks. I'm not gonna lie. I'm shark? taking I'm taking cocaine bear over cocaine shark. Uh huh. Yeah. Even if you had scuba gear. Coca- yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I'm not messing with no sharks, bro. Those things like sharks, salt water, salt water crocodiles, orcas. Nah, man. They've been killing for so long. You know how many, you know how long they've been killing? They've been doing this forever. I'm not messing with them. No, not at all. Uh, Ryan, what is our Iron Jack poll question? Have you got it in the field yet? So I'm still working on just exact the exact wording I want to use. I have it as what animal do you think at Chris Guap could take down one-on-one? I have a With a knife. We're throwing a knife in there. Are we with a knife? Are, are we allowed to post? I, I don't on know. I, no, I kind of want to keep the knife. Let's just do it without. I'll put the knife emoji. How about <laughs> there that? There we go. <laughs> um, but choice one is a wolf. Choice two is a horse. Choice three is a hyena. Choice four a dolphin. Yeah, I like my, I like my chances with all these. With oh. Dolphin. If I have a weapon with all of these, i.e., a hunting machete type thing. And I had the scuba gear for the dolphin. I like my chances. The scuba gear. Wait, so do you have a knife with the dolphin too or just the scuba gear? <sighs> Maybe I just had the scuba gear, scuba gear for the dolphin because it's just to level it out. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. But the dolphin, if I have scuba deer, gear, I know you I'm going to drown. I'm going to, I know, right? I'm going to drown a dolphin. People you forget. Drown dolphin, a not, dolphin? Yeah, they can't breathe no water. They don't breathe water. They're not aquatic for real. They got to come out. Breathe the same air I do. But I got this scuba gear. <laughs> so you're not coming out the water, bro. <laughs> I'm going to plug up the blowhole. 
We are done. <laughs> this is getting a little far, Chris. You have getting a little too graphic right You're now, done. honestly. Bina is going to come after Brother James. I'm just yeah, saying, right? This I'm is just getting saying, a little though. much. I remember when Arian Foster first made this claim. And everybody said, this dude's lost his mind. I started thinking about it. And I was like, man, you know what? He might be on to something. He, he said Wait, it about the wolf. Wait, what was his claim? Because I don't know what you're he talking about. He said that he could beat a wolf one-on-one. But he, did he need a knife or is that just a you problem? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're weak. Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. The only plan without a weapon is to choke. That's the only thing you can do. That's the only thing you can do. What's an animal you think you could take down one-on-one in a fight? 844-770-3776. Call us, text us. We want to hear from you. What's an Please. animal you think you can take down one-on-one? 844-770-3776. Mm. Maybe we'll get into some sports next. We'll see, what Chris, <laughs> we'll see where Chris wants to go. But first, we got to hear from Jim Rutledge. Rutledge and Hamilton rolls on right after this. Jim Rutledge here for Carbon World Health. By now, you know that I take semi-glutide, and it's because it helps me get fit. It burns fat, not muscle. It's FDA-approved, so it's safe. And you can talk to Dr. Nestor Rodriguez over at Carbon World Health to make sure it's right for you. Combine it with the six-week experience and their workout facility there, and you're going to get the results that I had. I have dropped almost 30 pounds. I'm down to 195 pounds. My body fat has gone from over 20% to under 10%. And that is because of Dr. Ness Rodriguez and the folks at Carbon World Health. You can make that change as well. Go to CarbonWorldHealth.com. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. But we're saying one-on-one. Do I got a hunting knife? Do I got a knife? I have a weapon. Do they have a knife? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they have teeth. Yes, they they have a row of yes, teeth that do. are knives. You do too? You have teeth? Okay, right. fine. You can have a knife. I can have a knife. Okay, I got a knife. Oh, oh. I love oh, my chances yeah. now. We asked the question if Chris Orr is able to fight an animal? What What was, what was our question? Hold on. Let me pull it up. Our, okay. Brrr, go well, back in time. Well <laughs> I can read. Our first Iron Dog <laughs> poll question today was, what animal do you think at Chris Guop? I need info on why your name is that, by the way. <laughs> what animal do you think Chris Guop could take down one-on-one with a knife emoji? Wolf, horse, hyena, dolphin with scuba gear. Also, you spelled scuba wrong. How do you spell scuba? S-C-U-B-A. Is that scuba? Is that S-C-O-O-B-A? It's not like Scooby-Doo. Scooby. Yeah, that, that, all right, that was me. My bad. That's all right, brother. We all make mistakes. Everything's under control. Situation normal. I'm wrong. I'm trying to think which one I'm going to vote on. I'm going for it. You can vote. You should vote for all of them. I can't vote for all of them. What are you talking about? Have you ever, like, done a poll on Twitter? Wolf. You're going Wolf. I'm not. I'm not gonna nah, lie to you. I think you can I'm take a horse. I'm the most confident against the wolf. Most confident. The most confident against the wolf. I was just gonna say, wow, I have the most uh, picked one at a hundred percent, but I'm the only vote. So that's <laughs> horse leading the charge. Horse. That's my vote. You should get a horse, like because, like you said, you just jump on its right. back and then you're good to go. Exactly. Like, it's fine. Just try not to get bucked off. Hang exactly. on to the mane. Grab the mane. 
like there they used go. to do. All right, we have had one chime in on the ESPN Madison talk and text line, 844-770-3776. Sadler in Madison asking if Chris could take on a Sasquatch one-on-one, mano y mano versus the Jack Link's Sasquatch. You think you got it, Chris? <laughs> the dude in the mascot? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> a real one? I don't know. Uh, the dude in the mascot? Yeah, yeah, I like I like that. You do you believe in Sasquatch? He's going to overheat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot of that stuff, to be honest, is just like somebody saw a really big gorilla one day or something like that. A really that's big all gorilla. You, that's all like, you think it is? Yeah. Just a gorilla. Yeah, I don't think it's his own like species. Gorillas are terrifying, by the way. I'm very yeah. glad that that wasn't on your list because I think that that might be one of the scariest animals. Oh, chimpanzees, too. Have you seen chimpanzees? Is chimpanzee the what? what? Do you know that they uh, hunt? Do you know that? Chimps oh or gorillas or what are we talking? Chimps. Like hunt like Wait, is chimp the monkeys. orange one? No, it's a orangutan. Oh, okay. That used to be on that juice that I used to drink when I was a kid. Did you guys drink that? <laughs> Which juice? Oh, wait. It's like it's <laughs> right, say, say it was an orangutan on a juice. I don't know what it was. What but was I the flavor? Orange. orange yeah, oh, sure. duh. Wow. Orangutans are orange. <laughs> for sure. I think. Definitely orange. Okay, no, I don't know what difference. you're talking about. They they hunt their own monkeys? They, nah, they hunt like other species of monkeys. Oh, later on, look it up. It's bad. Interesting. People think they're little cuddly animals. No, they are ruthless. We can get into that in the second hour, I would say. Oh We're getting goodness. to the orangutan uh, hunting, <sighs> I don't know, turning on each other For sure. topic later. <laughs> Well, this is Rutledge and Hamilton on National Geographic. Uh, I'm Molly Brown alongside <laughs> chimpanzee specialist Chris Orr. But Chris, uh, I kind of want to get back to something that you said yesterday that I don't think that we dived into, dove into enough, mm. dove with our scuba gear. Um, <laughs> you said yesterday that you believe that Green Bay Packers fans should feel confident heading into this season because mm-hmm. we have Coach Matt LaFleur. Mm-hmm. But... Uh-oh. Matt Schneidman Uh-oh. appeared on Pat McAfee show, correct? Yep, I was on the Pat McAfee show on Monday, I believe. Okay, it, and he said that Green Bay defense should be top ten. Let's hear from him mm. on that. How have they been kind of in camp? How does the defense feel? They look good. I mean, what's been holding them back is probably a combination of coordinator and team. Ty knows there were so many times last year when you know Jair Alexander, who's an All Pro corner playing 10 15 yards off the line of scrimmage and and this camp has been a lot more about being more aggressive you know getting in guys faces with rasul and jair and the biggest difference is rashawn gary he is in contention for defensive player of the year he was just activated a couple days ago not fully cleared yet but he should be ready to go by week one in chicago if rashawn gary is healthy and this pass rush is clicking and they have douglas and alexander on the back end i see no reason why they can't be a top 10 defense and that would be huge to kind of take some weight off of jordan love's shoulders chris you made a face why did you make a face when he said that rashawn rashawn gary Uh, could potentially be the top defensive player of the year i just i don't see that why not i don't see that I mean, compared to all the other defensive stars in this league, I just don't think he's on their level, to be honest. Not not saying he's not good. I think he could probably be a pro bowler, maybe a second-team all-pro or something like that. But he just got to – I'm more so – it's not a knock on him, more so that the guys he's going to be competing against for that award are just <laughs> phenomenal. Like Michael Parsons, TJ mm-hmm. Watt, Nick Bosa – Man, you could even 
I would even put Matthew Judon above above uh, Rashawn Gary in the race for Defensive Player of the Year. To be honest, it's just I mean, not not saying that he can't, you know, he won't be valuable or make a big impact on the Packers defense, but. I think that's just a little bit of a stretch. What do you think, too, with him coming off an injury? I mean, it's not like he's coming yeah, off a tough. great season that he was fully healthy right, for. Right, it's tough. Usually when you come off an injury, like, it's, it takes you a little bit to get back going, to be honest. Like, you got to get that confidence back. Not necessarily confidence in your play and skill and all that, but confidence in whatever it is that he hurt. What did he hurt? Uh, his knee. His he knee? tore his ACL mm-hmm. back in uh, November, right before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Oh, he tore his ACL. Yeah. Oh, November? So, like... Yeah, usually it takes a year until you feel good coming off your ACL. Yeah. Even today, because I feel like you hear so many times, like, yeah. oh, there's guys coming back, like, shorter than a year. Yeah, I mean, you can come back. Like, your knee, his knee is healthy enough, for sure. Like, it's it's strong enough to go play and all of that right now, but it takes you usually, like, a year until you're back fully, like, not thinking about it at all. Nothing at all tweaks or hurts with it. Like, I did my ACL as well. So, yeah, it usually, more so mentally it takes a year, not physically. Physically, you could you should be back, like, eight months, and six to eight months. Mentally probably. in the sense that, like, you're worried you're going to hurt it again? Yeah, it's just like a hurdle. So, like, there's always, I wouldn't say it's at the forefront of your mind, but it's always in the back of your mind that you hurt your knee. Uh, you're like naturally compensating a little bit, even though you try not to, because that's usually how you hurt your other one. Um, little stuff like, you know, you don't know how his recovery has been. You don't know how much fluid he had in his knee. Like, I remember I used to have to get my knee drained of fluid like every week when I was rehabbing, you know, coming back, at least for the first few months. You know, it's just that's a, that's a big operation because, man, usually what they do is just a little inside. Let's pull the pull the cover back on this for people who don't know when you tear your acl so your acl is the largest ligament in your knee and it basically keeps your shin from flying off when you stop when you're running or walking that's that's you know essentially its job so usually when you tear your acl you have absolutely no stability in your knee or, or, or legs so there's there's a few options on what you do you either get a cadaver and that's just like you take somebody who's passed, you take their ACL, and they put it in you. That's usually what they suggest for people who, like, aren't athletes and you're just trying to, like, get back to normal. That's the shortest recovery time, but it's the weakest. Next is the hamstring, which has a faster recovery time, but there's more problems that come with it. So they'll take, like, a piece of your hamstring and stretch it into where the ACL was supposed to be and, like, drill it in. And then um, there's a new one now where they, I want to say they take a piece of your quad, but, like, Usually the one for athletes, like the one I did, was uh, patella. They take a piece of your patella tendon, and they'll take that out and screw it in, like with titanium screws, into where your ACL was. And, yeah, it, it basically comes – it's a little stronger. It comes back functioning as a ACL should be. So with the uh, patella tendon uh, procedure, your knee is the strongest, so your knee's the healthiest, but it takes the longest to recover – and usually you'll have some like knee pain just because of where the where they took the ligament mm-hmm. from and just drilling into your knee, period. Yeah. But uh yeah, usually usually you should be back you should be back basically doing everything that you can around six, seven months. But the mental hurdle, like I said, is compensating. Like I remember my first game back, I was I was so nervous to just to get hit. I wanted mm-hmm. to get hit on it. And, like, as soon as that happened, it's like, oh, okay, like, now I'm good. You know, getting twisted up and all of that. He's an edge rusher, so he's got to bend really low and contort his body a lot. So, like, 
those first few reps of him doing that, especially getting like pushed on by like a tackle in his back while he's while he's trying to bend the corner, I think that'll be be a big mental hurdle for him. I don't know how he did it. You know, that's another thing is going through that play again of how you actually hurt your knee, mm-hmm. doing it again, and then you're like, oh, okay, like I'm fine. Like there's just there's just hurdles to get over for sure mentally. Is there anything with like the stadium? Because you did yours. Lambo. <laughs> yes. That's what I thought because yes. I remember I brought it up a couple weeks ago and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm so sorry that that was the game. I I feel bad bringing that up. No, don't feel bad. Um, like, is there anything with the stadium too? And maybe this is like, I don't know. It mm-hmm. varies from player to player, I'm sure. Yeah. But like that whole superstition idea behind right. it, like if you went back up mm-hmm. to Lambo, are you like thinking about for it? Sure. All for that. Sure. No, you definitely are. I don't, I mean, everybody's a little different, but I would say there's probably a little bit of that into everybody. Um, I think the biggest thing, though, is the way you got injured. Like, going through that play again mm-hmm. and getting up unscathed will be a big – that'll be a big leap for him, for sure. That'll, that'll help you out so much. My memory on the injury itself is a little foggy, but I mm-hmm. believe it was, like, a non-contact injury Ooh, for him. non-contact. Like, I don't think there was, like, a big collision for right. him. I think he was just coming around the edge on a pass rush. Mm. And I remember specifically it was against the Lions in Detroit as mm. well. So I guess he mm. wouldn't have that, I guess you could say, trauma if he goes to right. Lambeau. Right. But the idea of pass rushing off the edge week one and then mm-hmm. going back to Detroit, which they play at week uh, they play later in the season in Detroit. They play the Lions week four at home. Right. Yep. That, and Thanksgiving, I, right? Uh, yes, so that's the other one. So mm. the Thanksgiving will be when he's back on that field again, mm. almost a f- over a full year after having torn his ACL. Oh, yeah, that'd probably be an emotional game for him. But, you know, that might just more so be a thing like it might not necessarily be the stadium, but it might just be like playing on turf again, like the turf that they have in uh, at Ford Field. Yeah. Or even if – even if it's not just turf, but a turf that's close to the turf that he got injured on, if that if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So a lot of people don't know this. Like, everybody's turf is different. Like, some people's turf is a little higher, shorter, whatever the case is. So I think when he plays on a turf that's similar to Ford Field and obviously playing back out there again, that's probably going to be in it, especially if it feels non-contact. And usually when you when you have a non-contact ACL, it means you – you kind of already partially hurt it a little bit. Like, it was probably already partially torn at some point. And then it just gave completely out <laughs> when, it, when it said, I'm done. Right. Well, I am going to try to effort to find the video of it happening. But Ooh. I feel like, like Ryan said, like, I really don't have, like, that much recollection of it. Maybe it's because, like, you didn't know. Yeah. I it. think it was one of those where, like, he tore it and he didn't maybe realize yeah. it at first yeah. and he played a couple I think more he did. snaps. Yep. That's how I remember it happening. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking up the video as well right now. That can happen. Here. That yeah. can happen. So people don't know, like, when you tear your ACLs, there's one or two things you do. Either you tear it and you feel it immediately because you feel all the excruciating pain or whatever. And some people, which it might, it, I guess it kind of sounds like he did, mm-hmm. is you tear the nerve. So you don't feel the pain. You just kind of feel like, oh, I'm not my leg isn't as stable as it was just a few seconds ago or whatever. So then you're able to play a little more. And then probably when he got to the sideline was probably when they checked and all that. Ah, oh, that's tough. Well, we'll effort. We'll continue to effort to find that video. But we will continue to talk more about the Green Bay Packers next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts.
Ryan Wollersheim, the best producer in the world. What is your nickname on this show? Uh, on this show? Yes. I don't think I have a nickname on this show. On Willie and Tausch, they call me Wooly because my last name's Wollersheim. No Somalier anymore? Somalier. My, my nickname, Somalier, was short-lived. That okay. was my Jason Wooly nickname. This is, uh, <laughs> what, what's going on? Uh, Alex Gravat. G is just like pointing at me and he's like kind of giving me like what the heck man and I think it's because I said that you're the greatest producer in the world oh well but... you know what G does call me primetime Ryan Wollersheim Ooh. hey I like Ooh. that yeah, yeah, you're downtown Molly Brown yes primetime Ryan Wollersheim hey prime okay prime. Yeah, <laughs> I like yeah, it I like it, it. Hey, I'll take it that's Dion. good yeah. well the greatest producer on this show found us the video of Rashawn Gary uh, tearing his ACL. What we believe is the video. Yes. It, it would appear to be based off of all indications of the way he reacts. Yeah. Yes. It looks like it. Yeah, it looks like it. So it looks like he kind of just like in a play and then like the ball's not even near him. No player's like near him, but like he just starts yeah. hobbling, he was just limping. He's just planting. That's, uh, that's why people complain about the turf. To and be honest, I was going to say that is that nasty yeah. turf. Do you have you ever played at uh, Ford Field? Yeah, I have. Yeah. And? It's not, I mean. It's just turf. It's just like, I feel like it's like everybody else's turf. There are some people's turf that's just horrible to play on, though. Like who? And why? <sighs> mm. Any turf that's, like, super short. So, like, it's fast. And the reason why I say it's fast is because you can dig your cleats in and, like, generate more force so you can run a little faster. But it doesn't have enough give. And, like, you need the give for when you're planting because – when you plant, all that force shoots up from the bottom of your foot all the way up your leg through, you know, through your body. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get those torn ligaments because the surface should give a little bit with your body instead of just making it so rigid. So, like, when you plant and it's real rigid, that's when you usually get those injuries, to be honest. And honestly, that's exactly what it looked like he did, to be honest. He just planted and turned and popped his ACL. It happens like that sometimes. Like, oh, man. When you see those ACL tears and like Achilles tendon tears, usually when it's just like a somebody's just making a routine play, like just cutting or something, usually it's a fault of the surface, to be honest. Usually. Usually that's what it is. Because like on grass, when you cut, you'll slide a little bit, mm-hmm. even though it won't look like it. But you you are you will slide a little bit because you're going to tear through the grass a little. You know, you're going to rip through the dirt a little bit or whatever, the soil. On the turf, there is none of that. So, like, your foot might, your foot will stop, but, like, your leg might not stop. And usually that's when you get those those ligaments getting popped. Nasty. Yeah, it's tough. Well, I mean, going back to what uh, Schneidman was saying on the Pat McAfee show earlier this week, like, Packers, top 10 defense? Like, what are we thinking? Yeah. Because when I think about it, I mean, I, I know I talked to Strofe earlier about this this week on Rutledge and Hamilton, but he thought that the Packers could be anywhere between 8 and 12. That's mm. really high to me. Being that is a, pretty high. Being a top 8? That's pretty high. Like, what in the world is causing people to believe this? I mean, maybe my only thought why people could be thinking that, I, I think they do have a good defense. I think they had the potential. But I think what people are thinking is, because what, don't they have like eight first-round picks? Mm-hmm. On their defense. So they got eight first round Seven picks. Seven or eight. It's more of a question of which player is in a first round pick. Yeah. Right. Starting defense. Right. Right. So they got a lot of first round picks. So you got a lot of talent. And you've had that talent for a couple years now. You know, the thought is that they're more developed now. They should be ready to take that leap. And then two, you know, all the reports of uh, Coach Barry changing up the defense a little bit and trying to fit his players a little, mo- a little better. 
Uh, it makes sense. So your defense should take a leap, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I, I never enjoy, like, preseason talk, to be honest, because, like, so much stuff can change in an instant. Like, the the defensive scheme that was so dominant last year could be completely different now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how football is ever evolving. Like, man, it's, it's just so – it changes every year. Like, the number one offense, what you did last year, everybody else is going to try to replicate in some way. And now the defenses adjust to whatever defense was built to stop that offense. And if you're just going to run whatever they were was successful last year, then you're going to you're going to have success defensively. But you know the good coaches find a way to counteract whatever people are going to jump to now. So like perfect example of that when they had the Legion of Boom. When the Legion of mm-hmm. Boom was big. They ran a they were a heavy cover three defense, post safety defense, single high, and everybody changed their defense to mimic that. And then offenses started changing to run cover three beaters and just stuff to beat that defense specifically. So now what you see now is a lot more too high safety looks, like uh, especially from uh, like Eberflus when he was at the Colts and they had a really dominant defense. Like they were a heavy too high defense. You'll see people move the ball on that defense a little more, but they don't give up as much points. So that's where the rankings come from, and that's how like football evolves. So you never can say – Right now, like, oh, this is what's going to this is this is what's going to be a successful defense this year. This is what's going to be a successful offense this year. You can go based off talent, like that's that's real. Like, you know that uh, T.J. Watt's going to get double digit sacks. You know Nick Bosa's going to do that. Like, you always know there's certain things that are uh, constant. Like Patrick Mahomes is going to have success with Andy Reid. Like, you know that's going to come. Mm-hmm. But the way that it's done is what's going to what's going to uh, equate to those rankings at the end of the season, to be honest. Yeah, and to echo what Schneiderman was saying as well, without Rashawn Gary, the Packers defense really is going to miss that star player who they can hang their hat on. They have Jair, mm-hmm. but I know one stat that Schneiderman always throws out is that last year from weeks one through nine, when Rashawn Gary was healthy, the Packers ranked second in pressure percentage, pass mm-hmm. rushing pressure percentage. And then from weeks 10 to 18 without Gary, they're like 28th. Jeez. Mm. I, I know this preseason, this training camp, they've been trying to experiment with other guys on the edge too because obviously they still have Preston Smith, but you know he's right. older in years. He's not like really a true top-tier pass rusher, obviously. And then they have Quay Walker, who's an off, you know, off-ball linebacker, but they've even experimented with moving him down onto the line of scrimmage yeah. on some of those third-down looks as well because really outside of Gary, like they have no true mm-hmm. proven pass rushers who can get off the edge and just – go get you that sack when you need it on third down. Yeah. Like you yeah. were saying, like having those guys on a defense mm-hmm. is almost like having the star wide receiver on offense. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Having a – it all – everything works together, you know, and that's just football, period. But I think it shines more on defense. Like, you can have the best secondary in the world, but if you don't have a pass rush at all, they're going to get torched. They'll eat you alive. Yeah, they're going to get torched right. because the time, the timing of the offense is going to not be disrupted at all. Even if you're not getting – 20 sacks a year, if you're getting this quarterback off the spot and flustered, making them have to move, you just helped your defense out tremendously. And usually front seven pressure, you'll see that reflection in turnovers in the secondary, to be honest. Like, that's why that's where you'll see uh, Rasul. Shout out Sewell, man. Uh, that's why you'll see Rasul and uh, Jair Alexander, you know, get those interceptions and be the star players they are because then you can actually play aggressive because you know – this clock is a little shorter because our rush is going to get home. Like, that's football. That's it in a nutshell. Go ahead. 
I was gonna say you kind of chuckled there when you brought up Rasul a little bit. Did did you play with him at one point? Yeah, yeah, we was teammates, man. Carolina. Shout yeah, I was wondering brother. what the dynamic there was. Yeah, I'm like, Sewell, I don't think you man. shout out somebody that, like you don't know. Yeah, yeah nah, shout out to Sewell, man. He's a funny guy. He's a good guy. It seems he like he's man. one of those. He quickly became like a captain core player. On yeah, the yeah, he's a Packers, good guy. Right, I mean, quickly guy. after being signed off of a practice squad, mm-hmm. I think when they first See, picked him up. He's the perfect example of uh, how the NFL works because, like, he didn't. Well, people will say he didn't fit our scheme in Carolina because we signed him and uh, he started, I think, like half of the season for us. And then after that year, uh, he was released and picked up by Arizona. And uh, Arizona, I think it was like late in the preseason. So, like, Mm -hmm. they just signed him and kept him on the P-Squad. I remember and that because then, then he got that yep. uh, interception yep, against the against Cardinals, me. remember? Yep, yep. yep, and then he got picked up off their P-Squad to mm-hmm. Green Bay in a scheme that fit him more, and then you see him shine as one of the top corners in the league. Like, a lot of people don't understand that that's, that's how the NFL works for the most part. Is like you can be a really talented player, but if you're in a system or a scheme that just doesn't fit you, you're not going to be able to let your talent shine, to be honest. Like, it's not going to it's not gonna show at all. It literally – it would probably be like taking uh, – Rashawn Gary right now and put him in like a four down four man front like where he has to have his hand in the dirt where instead as a stand up two point outside rusher he's a little better you know it's it's just different it's just a little different we'll dive more into the Packers defense after we hear from Matt Hamilton oh. on his friends at Olsen Tune this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light Hey, Matt Hamilton here to tell you about my friends at Olsen Tune. They've been customizing residential and outdoor living spaces since 1997. They have over 50 years of combined experience in their management and design teams, and because of that, they have become one of Wisconsin's premier design-build landscaping and outdoor firms. I gotta be honest, they came over to my place, and it looks totally new. My landscaping, it was starting to get overgrown. I had a lot of pesky weeds and trees that weren't supposed to be there growing in. Olsen Tune got me covered see what they can do for you they can do irrigation concrete work pools and even more than that if you have an outdoor living need large or small Olson Tune is here to help go to olsentune.com to get started on your home project today that's olsentune.com you're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light the mountains are blue and we can prove it follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt question for you. Uh-oh. Well, I don't. Dave in Deerfield, the guy who wants to get lunch, he wants to know, could Chris take out a cocaine turtle? Oh, yes. That's going to be scary, though. I ain't going to lie. Hey, now. Hey, that's hey. I'm not going to lie, because turtle's not slow. They're not as slow as people think they are. I mean, are we talking sea turtle? That's are we true. talking that's land true. turtle? Are we talking snapping turtle? Snapping turtle, for sure. That's definitely got to be what he means. Alligator, okay, let, let's turtle. say snapping turtle. A snapping turtle on cocaine. Could you take it? I mean, I'm going to take it, but like... You're going to lose a couple limbs? Yeah, that thing is definitely taking some chunks out of me. For sure. For sure. You know how scared? Oh. See, like, imagine if the turtle was the size of a wolf. I mean... Tortoise is almost the size of a wolf. Yeah, maybe. seriously. True. But they, they do way move more. incredibly slow. They move slow. For but sure. like a snapping turtle. Snapping turtles are pretty... They can get pretty big. They can, too. I feel like... I'm not as big as a wolf, though. Yeah, I mean, not um, wolf big. I mean, come on. But, but imagine if imagine if a snapping turtle can get to, like, 200 pounds, which means it's, Ooh. like... 
That thing is huge. I don't think we'd be the apex predators Whoa. anymore. No, in that no case. way. No, 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 no <laughs> The way. turtles are running no the world now. <laughs> Upon further research, people, uh, snapping turtles definitely can get a, as big as a wolf. For real? Yeah. I looked. At, I googled big snapping turtle. Oh my goodness! Do you think you can oh, take yeah, that thing? Oh yeah, that's an alligator snap turtle. Yeah, I think alligator I take that snapping thing. turtle. That's yeah. two. It's it's two animals in one. <laughs> I mean, then you, you should get two knives at the very least. Yeah, then you got one in each hand. Yeah, You're double right? fisting. <laughs> You're double fisting to take on an alligator double snapping fist. turtle. <laughs> I think I could take on a turtle though, because you got to just get it, you know, behind the shell. Just like how they holding up he in just, them pictures. He just held it up like it's a shield. You got to get that thing. <laughs> I think I can get a turtle, but it's definitely gonna take some chunks out of me. That's gonna yeah. Hurt I mean, too. it's like trying to eat crab legs. You gotta oh, put man. some work into it. Man, you know they make can turn <laughs> the little oh. fork. Yeah, yeah, but no, nah, I'm getting a turtle. I'm getting a turtle. All I gotta do is find a big rock and do what? Hit the turtle on the rock. <laughs> I don't know how else you take down a turtle. Peter <laughs> is a shell. PETA is definitely coming for us after this, this episode. YouTube I'm not going to lie. Flagged for did sure. You know, for sure. Did you know that they're a part of their, uh, like their shells aren't, you know how people think they go like into their shells, but their shells are like part of their uh, skeletal makeup. Oh. I promise you. How much National Geographic slash Animal <laughs> Planet do you watch? I watch a lot of animals. I love animals. I just want to be I mean, a veterinarian. I just want to be a veterinarian. A veterinarian? Oh. Yeah, for real. Interesting. When I was younger. And now you just want to kill animals. You don't want to save them anymore. <laughs> now you just, just think of the ones that you can, can do. No, I do not. This is more so this is more so a proof point that we are the apex predators. And we gotta stop thinking of ourselves as less than just because we might not have a weapon or something. We got we got this. We got this. So so far our poll on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Uh, I need to go vote. We asked, what animal do you think Chris could take down one-on-one? Which one do you think is winning? Wolf. Horse and hyena are both at 33%. Mm. Dolphin with scuba gear is at 34 Wolf is at 0%. Are you kidding me, People, people do not have faith in your ability hold to on, take down on. a wolf. If you have faith in me taking down a hyena, you don't have faith in me taking on a wolf? Wolf's, uh, hyena's got a stronger bite force than a wolf. How do you know this? Like people, people aren't looking at this poll and being like, "Oh, you know what? Hyenas have a stronger <laughs> bite force than wolves." The hyena, I think hyena has the second highest, second strongest bite force in the I African think it's continent like, uh, per square inch. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, like something like that. I thought that's what a German Shepherd is. I think, nah. yeah, maybe. Nah, hyena I, can like crush bone. Like with one bite, they can crush your bones. They are scavenge animals. They have to be able to like kind of just tear. Yeah, through they bodies. scavenge yeah. and they can. Uh, Those things uh, for sure have rabies. They have like a super. <laughs> yeah, yeah, head. I would say so. <laughs> like they look like a rabid wolf. Do you know that they're closer to cats and dogs? Uh, wait, hyena. I just looked up a picture of it because I had to see what a hyena versus they a. Look what like, was the they other look one? These like dogs. African oh, wild African dog. Wild dog. Yeah. Yeah. No, they look like a cheetah. But like, they're they closer the related to the big cats than dogs. It's huh. crazy though. That's crazy, right? That they're pretty wild. cute. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I wish I, had, I wish you could like have a pet hyena. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think that'd be a good hyena. idea. I mean, like, you should move to Florida was, if, that's if it the was case. possible. Like, move to Florida. I mean, that's where all these like exotic <laughs> animal pets are, right? They're all in Florida. The snakes. The, I mean, whatever. That right? should have been the poll question. What? Oh, I guess you can't make it a poll. What? Which have people respond or text in? Which pet? What? Yeah. What animal? If you could domesticate any animal, what animal would you have as a pet? 
Ooh, okay. Um, like, it, and it'd be like nice. It wouldn't attack yeah, me. Yeah, it's nice. It'll be just like a little cuddly little dog. I used to dream of having like a cheetah, Ooh. but now that I'm an adult, I would want like a miniature cheetah if that existed. But no, but even with how big it is, it's not gonna. A miniature cheetah. If I could do that, if that animal cheetah? exists, yeah. What about you? Man, you know you've thought about this. Don't pretend like you no, have to I think have, hard. But to think of one. She's got so many in the room. There's so many. I really wish, like for real, I really wish I could have a pet like Crocodile. Gross. I really wish that. That I feel like that would be. I mean, I feel like that'd be dope. No, you probably can't do it. See, you you could have like a miniature one, because then you could fit in a fish tank. Yeah, I feel like you could probably have a crocodile in Florida. I mean, in Florida, I think anything goes in like Florida. Like, if you had enough <laughs> land, if you had enough land, I would turn, like, you turn your little, like, one acre into, like, a swamp. <laughs> I believe there was a TV show called uh, Tiger King where they tried this yeah, out. Yeah, Tiger King. <laughs> Didn't turn out too well for anyone involved, actually. That was not in Florida, but Carol was, I believe, right? Carol, oh, Carol Baskins. Baskins. Yeah, Carol Baskins. Otherwise, that was Oklahoma. Florida. Good old right. Oklahoma that you loved. Same thing <sighs> as Texas. No, Am I right? Northern Texas. No. Ryan, what would be your domesticated animal if you could do it? I I would think I might actually go to the air. Think about a bird I'd want to domesticate. I think I I wouldn't want to do this just because I know not a vulture. Wow, vulture! Those things are huge. But um, the the first one my mind went to is that I know these are you know not extinct and endangered species. Somewhat is the American bald eagle. Mm. Having that as like Mm. a pet, just like put out your arm and watch them just fly and just just land on your wrist. Man, did you see that video of that eagle taking down that deer? No. Y'all didn't see that? Bro, it was a dude hunting me. I, I promise you, he used the eagle. I don't know if it was an eagle or like a hawk or something. No, nah, it had to have been an eagle. A raptor. That's he right. used the eagle to like take down a deer. Like he was running. He was running and he had the eagle on his arm and he like threw the eagle. What? And the eagle went and like put his talons on the deer. Was this an anime? Where did you no, see no, this? No, this, this, this is, is not a real life. Chris, this was in your dream. I'm going to tell you, I saw this. I'm going to tell you exactly where I got this video from. This video, I saw this video on Twitter. As you do. I've seen it on Twitter. Everything on Twitter is real. A few times. Okay. A few times. I've seen it more than just Twitter, but I'm trying to, I don't know. We got got to find it. I really wish that we could domesticate badgers because I would love to just have like a pit of badgers. I mean, there's a... On campus. If you go to the Henry Vilas Zoo, there's Sam Dacker and Frank Kaminsky, the badgers there. I don't yeah, know why there's I not a Chris or one. That's kind of baloney, isn't oh, it? Oh man, they know they they couldn't they wouldn't be able to catch that. One. They couldn't domesticate that. Yeah, one. They it'd be too aggressive. Yeah, it'd be too aggressive. <laughs> it'd be uh, a beast. Unnamed in the six oh eight chimes in with domesticated polar bear. Ooh, that'd be a good one. That's a big bear. You gotta That's have like a big a big, big house, big yard, <laughs> a, like a uh, what what is it called that the Titanic crashed into? Iceberg? An iceberg. iceberg. You gotta iceberg. have, a, yeah. You gotta have like an iceberg in your backyard. Yeah. Like that'd be dope. I don't though. know. Also, by the way, um, who who's the yard possum from Lake Mills? What's his first name? Is that the, Levi? The what? The yard on the ESPN on ESPN Madison talking <laughs> text line. Somebody's name is just the yard possum from Lake Mills. He mentioned it's a golden eagle that hunts deer. Golden eagle. So in the video that Chris yeah. was referencing, bro, gotcha. Crazy. So, so more people have seen this, and it's funny that this guy's name is a, the yard possum. How did uh, that happen? I, I do have not named anyone on the ESPN Madison talking text <laughs> line. This I would direct this to Strofe, Jim, and or Matt. Interesting. How the yard. Possum. I mean, we were able to domesticate a yard possum. He's te- able to text us. So I was in it. Yeah. Very true. He, <laughs> he has opposable thumbs. Uh, we will find something to talk about next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.